What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand spanking new episode of Phoenix Now. Spank it. Spanking it hard. In more ways than one. Um, this is episode number 37.0. Brand new series. Series of games that we uh, we said we were going to play through this year. <laughs> Just skipping around it like they don't know the name of what they just clicked on. Yeah, they don't. Know, they don't know. They just download this stuff. They say, "Oh, Phoenix down." Hell yeah, gonna download that. What are they talking about today? Well, I'll tell you what we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about a little game called Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty. Oh, the sons. The sons of liberty. So, continuing our chronicles of the Metal Gear series. Year of the Gear. The year of the gear. I like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Matt Quinn. Hello, friends. And the returning guest host, the editor-in-chief of ZTGD.com, Zero Tolerance himself, Ken McGowan. Sup? And also our resident Metal Gear thesaurus. Thesaurus. Dictionary. Encyclopedia. That's what we're looking the for. Document of Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, so chapter two, technically chapter four, but that's okay. Say what? Yeah, we we, we covered Metal Gear, Metal Gear Two, Solid Snake, and Metal Gear Solid. Now we're covering Metal Gear Solid Two. Dose. Dose. Sons of Liberty originally came out in two thousand one on the PlayStation Two. Um, a very hyped game. Uh, I think, uh, obviously a lot of people's introduction to Metal Gear was Metal Gear Solid. Yes. And, um, as we do with every series, I want to bring it up to, uh, to everybody here. What was your first taste of Metal Gear Solid 2? What's your history behind the game? And Matt, I want to start with you. Uh, I mean, I had played Metal Gear Solid when it came out, so by the time 2 came out, I was ready to go. Uh, I mean, the PlayStation 2 was where I was maybe in my, my gaming prime for hours per day. Yeah. Uh, at, at least at the beginning, till I went to college. So, I mean, I, I had waited in line for the PS2 for many, many hours at a Walmart, and you know, by by the time this came out, I was I was ready to rock. And I I remember at the time it was gorgeous. Although now I don't know that I would say the original version looks good relative to this HD version, which looks ridiculously good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I it was just a game. I, I loved it at the time. I, I played it when it came out. I enjoyed it. Okay. And, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah. really have any, any any good stories about it. I was just I was waiting for it, and it came out, and then I was happy. Okay. And uh, Ken, what about you? Well, uh, well, obviously, I was looking forward to this game maybe a little bit. Yeah. Considering how much I like, you know, the first one. Um, this one's a weird one for me because if you remember, there was a demo. Yeah. Uh, that came out for Metal Gear Solid 2 was packed in with a little game called Zone of the Enders. Yep. Um, but the 
funny thing about this demo is that this is back when Japanese games came out first. Yes. So that demo hit the Japanese market long before it made it out over here. Um, and it was able to be fit upon a compact disc, which if you kids don't know what those are. They used to have music on them. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, for anybody who knows, the PlayStation 2, early on, you could mod those things. Yes. And... Can you there say were, Dreamcast? There were a couple different ways you could do it. Um, the easiest and probably most effective way to do it was with the Game Shark method. So I figured out how to do that and downloaded the demo and played it and pretty much like destroyed my PS2 <laughs> by, mo- by modding it. Because I used the Game Shark trick, it required you to open the tray. Yeah, yeah. Um, while the disc was loading, which in order to do that, I had to, um, God, you had to like jar. You had to jar it open, leave it open. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucked. Yeah. My old roommate did that at his PS2. In fact, I think he still has it that way because he wanted to play the berserk game. Yes. That never came out over here. Yeah. And, uh, to this day, I think he still has like a, like a plastic tab sticking in it. Yeah, I used, um, you ever see those things they stick in stakes to tell you how done they are? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I used. <laughs> the things we do, man. It, it, it worked like a charm. Destroyed my PS1, so at this time in my life, I was not going to touch my PS2. <laughs> I had yeah, basically it was... off the back of my PS1 to try and hook it up to a computer monitor. <laughs> so, that and, and that never worked, so I I was not about to mess with my monolithic ps2 yeah eventually they released that soft key that you could plug into the usb port in the front and that was a lot cleaner Mm. but the uh yeah the demo so you played the japanese demo downloading it illegally Uh oh about 65 times yeah Uh, but to be uh, fair i did eventually end up buying that game and that demo um so yeah yeah, I uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. I did not uh, I I exclusively bought a PlayStation Two and bought Zone of the Enders <laughs> because I don't know what the fuck Zone of the Enders was. All I knew was it came with the Metal Gear Solid Two demo. Nobody knew what Zone of the Enders was. Yeah. Um. And then I started Zone of the Enders and said, "Wow, I really need to buy a memory card." <laughs> Yeah, old memory card. We talked about those on M4G last week. Yeah, we did. Oh, those things were terrible. Yes, they were. But yeah, I I think I uh, killed that demo disc. Played it so much. Even though I didn't know what they were saying. Or did it have English subtitles? Are you talking about the American demo? Yeah. The American demo was in English. Was it? Yeah, the Japanese demo was not. But the American demo was, yes, in English. No, I don't think so, dude. I'm pretty sure it was, because I remember getting all excited. Because I actually knew what the fuck was going on then. I distinctly remember playing that in Japanese. Well, maybe you're right. I I really honestly don't remember. Hmm. It may have English. I'm pretty sure it had English subtitles, but it was in Japanese. But anyway, yeah, so that was my first day of Metal Gear Solid 2. Of course, day one. Bought that game right away. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, that was in September of 2001. I was, I was 15 going on to 16. I was 16 about a month later. You were 15 going on 16. That's right. Sing the song. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2 um, had a lot of hype behind it. You think? We We saw the gameplay. Obviously, we got the demo, stuff like that. About the watermelon demo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, you can, you can go inside the pantry and shoot all the shit. And it's all fully interactive. Yeah. Crazy for its time. Never seen anything like it. Lighting effects. Oh, he can see your shadow. Gotta watch out where you step. That doesn't play... You know what? That That right there is the only time that ever happens in that game. <laughs> You don't have to yeah. worry about shadows ever again. The the tanker level is like the tech demo for yeah. the PlayStation 2. It is. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. So, um... This happens two years after the events of Shadow Moses Island. Um, taking place in New York City, no less. Let's talk about that intro. Yeah. The that intro. intro is still one of the greatest things of all fucking time. So we get Solid Snake wearing and Otacon. and and Otacon. They're all working together now as kind of like this resistance force against Metal Gear. What had happened was that happened in the first game or Metal Gear Solid was that. Uh, disc that Snake had on him, Ocelot got it. And he originally planned to sell Metal Gear and the information for Metal Gear to a Russian military guy uh, by the name of... Is it Sergei? Sergei Galukovich. It was a... I couldn't remember his first name. Um... Since Metal Gear is destroyed, Ocelot still got away with the uh, information. So he sold the Metal Gear, I guess the the blueprints for Metal Gear, how to make them, how to make, how to, you know, how to, how to mass produce them. Yeah, that's why they were on the tanker. Yeah, on the black market. Put them everywhere. Anybody can get that information now. But no Metal Gear has been created yet until now. A new type of Metal Gear has been created and is being shipped. Oh, you just quoted the fucking game. The Hudson River, two years ago. Hudson River. They're classified until... Anyway, I don't have this one as memorized as the first game, but I do have some of it. Some of it's just... I mean, come on, the speech? Yeah. So, there on the Hudson River, a tanker is going by the George Washington Bridge. Supposedly, we have information that a Metal Gear is on board. See? See? You're quoting this shit. So, we get this awesome cutscene of Solid Snake walking on the Washington Bridge. George Washington Bridge 
It's raining, storming like crazy. He's got a freaking, I don't know, would it be a poncho on? Yeah, it's a rain poncho. <laughs> a rain one poncho. That he, that he throws off all dramatically in slow motion. Yeah, turns invisible while running down the bridge. Well, he's got the, the camo from Otacon. Yeah, Otacon gave him his stealth camo. And he jumps off the bridge. Slow motion. Slow motion jumps off the bridge. Invisible. You can see the wire. You can see the wire. That's how that's how fucking detailed PS2 was, man. Yeah. You can see you can see the bungee cord. And he times it perfectly to where he bungees off of the bridge, lands on the tanker, or actually he kicks off the tanker, undoes the bungee cord, it does a backflip and then lands. Metal Gear Solid 2. Sons of Liberty. Yep. But at, the, at the same time, the impact short-circuited the the stealth camo. Well, of course it did. So now he's not invisible anymore. That son of a bitch. So now we're on this tanker. It's a military tanker. Part of the Marines. And our mission... Told, should we choose to accept should it? Should we choose to accept it? Uh, is uh, to find this new type of Metal Gear and get evidence showing that there is there are Metal Gears being made and made by the U.S. government. So we need to find this Metal Gear, take pictures of it, uh, specifically pictures that has the Marines insignia on it. And then upload to them to the internet to expose it. But there's a little kink in that plan. Because while there are kind of like unarmed marines patrolling the place, all of, all of a sudden a Kasatka shows up. What? A Kasatka. Russian Shalashashka? Russian Chopper. We can't get to Shalashashka. We already spoiled that shit in the first series. <laughs> Shouldn't even said that. That was spoilers. He called him Shalashashka. So, sounds like a threat. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so, uh, the uh, a Russian Chopper starts flying around the uh, the tanker. It drops off numerous soldiers who begin killing the Marines silently, and they take over the ship. And here I was just knocking them out. Yeah, I know. So now we have a lot more to worry about. We we see that there's a Russian commander there. We don't know who he is, but we do snap a photo of him. We have Otacon... Uh, do some research to see who this guy really is. And during this cutscene, uh, we also see a guy watching Snake with binoculars. And he says, well, he's arrived. And he's also, well, he's arrived. I don't know how he's, I don't know what he says, but he's like, our man's, our man's arrived or something like that. And uh, this guy has uh, a long white hair and has holsters with uh, six shooters in it. Huh. I wonder who that could be. It's crazy dude. 
I think his first name starts with a Sha and ends with Ska. Really? This is what we're doing? Sha Ska. So yeah. So that is our, our main objective is to figure out what the hell's going on, find this Metal Gear, and expose it. Metal Gear. But at the same time, ho-ho, Russians have taken over. Looks like they found out there's a Metal Gear on here too, and they want it for themselves. Of course they do. So begins the sneaking mission of the tanker. Not very long, to be honest with you. Eh, depends on if you watch all the cutscenes. Yeah, I watched all the cutscenes. I think I was done with it by mm, probably an hour and a half. If that, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot of small things. You know, first the first big mechanic. Hey, you can aim and shoot. In first person. In first person. Can't believe it. Another uh, new mechanic is the introduction of. Um, a uh, sleeping shot, tranquilizer Trank, gun. Trank darts. Yeah. You can knock guys out by shooting them in different body parts. Uh, obviously, you hit them in the head, they pretty much go down real quick. Shoot them in the foot. Uh, it may take a minute before they fall asleep. Uh, and even though Otacon, uh says, oh, they'll be knocked out for hours. Uh, no, they wake up in about five minutes. So... Must have got that information wrong. <laughs> I do find that this adds a whole lot to this game. This game is so much more fun to play for me than Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, yeah, definitely. I That's mean, this was a huge step up in in, in just moment to moment. You know, if, if you cut out all the cutscenes, cut out all the all the codec talk, you know, just the actual playing and evading people and, and hiding and getting around them, all of that is so much better in this game. Yeah. You can now hide in lockers. Take it, pictures. Yeah, you can take pictures. You can uh, knock out a guy or kill a guy and then hide their body. Because that's another thing. In Metal Gear 1, their bodies would just disappear. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole new dynamic to that. Uh, that was the thing is that you know, you know the power of the PlayStation Two were going to unlock all this potential that we wanted to do in the first game. Yeah. the 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 big thing and the thing that I've always had said about Metal Gear is that each game that comes out is a better game. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, not, like you can say whatever you want about the story, but better playing in every way. You know, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 2, it's, every every time it's gotten better. To me, like, obviously I played Ground Zeroes, and that's the best playing Metal Gear I've ever played. But before that, Peace Walker. Peace Walker added a new dynamic, crouch walking. Holy shit. How nice is that? Such a simple thing that was never there. Yeah, because I went back and played some of Snake Eater, and I was like, I can crouch walk in this game, right? No, you can't nope. crouch walk in that game. I was like, shit. I wonder how many series can actually have some claim to that also. They, they get better with every game. I would I would bet not many. Yeah. This is very true. But, he, but they, yeah, they consistently get better. 
So Metal Gear Solid 2 is is a vast improvement over Metal Gear Solid as far as gameplay goes. Um now, nah, yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you can, like I said, you can say whatever you want about the story. I know the people, I know there's people out there, including some listeners that find, that love this fucking game. Don't get me wrong, I think this is a fantastic game, but we will get into it. <laughs> get into something for sure. Cause this, this can be a very confusing game. No. So, so let's talk about the tanker stuff. Because obviously, this is not the entire game. Um, spoilers to anybody who may be playing along you don't stay on the tanker uh, but I will say this all gameplay we have ever seen the demo itself all screenshots we ever saw of this game was snake on the tanker yeah that was the big thing when this game came out yes yeah. Even the demo is just the tanker. Yes. There's there's never any like it's the best kept secret of all time yeah. in gaming. This this is by far one of the best kept secrets, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. But something drastically changes after the tanker part. Yeah. So after experimenting with all the new stuff. You know, you can, oh, you can aim in first person and you can shoot stuff and it will, you know, like you shoot a, a ball of ketchup and it will leak everywhere and all this fancy stuff. I should mention that I, I believe we're all playing the HD version. Yes, 360. Yep, yeah, I'm playing it on the PS3. As am I. But, um, uh, th- th- is this subsistence? Is that the substance version? Well, the second one was substance. Substance. There you go. Is is uh, I'm pretty sure this is the substance version. It, yeah, I mean, it's just it's stuff that's added to it. It's not, you know, huge game changing dynamics or anything. Yeah. Just... But um, so we go on. Nothing really to talk about. I mean, it's it's basically just getting used to the mechanics and stuff in the tanker. It's essentially the tutorial. Yeah. Um, there 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 are a few things that that take place. Um, uh, the first one being when we make it to the bridge uh, of the of the tanker. Um, we're trying to figure out if they're tr- they're trying to to change the course of the tanker. Obviously. And uh, at the same time, we uh, run into a a higher-ranked officer of this Russian army. And at the same time, we learn who this Russian guy is, who, who is obviously Sergei Golukovich. Golukovich. Which is, that was Ocelot's contact in the first game, who he was going to sell Metal Gear to. Yeah, the thing about Metal Gear, believe it or not, is that Kojima's had this shit planned for a long time. Oh, yeah. And you will be amazed how much he puts the hints in the original games that you didn't even notice. Yeah. I mean, this is going to come full circle when 5 comes out. You think? I mean, he is eventually, I mean, either 5 or 6 is going to have to connect everything. Well, it's, most of it's connected now. It's There's some stuff missing, but. 
because we're going to go, you know, I don't think it's really a spoiler. I mean, it's in the, it's it, the third game you, you, you go in the past happens in the sixties. Well, yeah, that's not. So, I mean, that's not necessarily a spoiler. I don't want to spoil anything for Jamie because I know she's playing along and everything like that. But the, yeah, you don't play as Solid Snake in the third game. You play as his dad. You might as well call him Solid Snake. It's the same fucking voice. Yeah. <laughs> you play as the guy who Snake was cloned after. <laughs> Big Boss. Big Boss. Or Boss, the Boss. No, no, the boss is the girl. Right, right, right. Okay, so yeah, he turns into big boss. He's originally the snake. Yeah. Yes. Naked snake. So, uh, we do run into a, a high-ranking officer on the uh, the stern. I guess is what you call it. Is that what it's called? The stern. I don't know boats. I don't either. Um, and it's a woman, uh, named Olga. Olga Glukovich, the daughter of Sergei. Um, she's all about wanting to fight. She wants to be there and, and uh, to to be with her father and, and be a proud warrior. And he says, no, you need to leave. Because? Because some bad shit's going down. No, there's another reason. Because I can see the full moon and that's a bad thing. No, there's another reason. Okay. I know what that other reason is. They say it right there in the fucking cutscene. I know. I don't know why you're like dancing around it. Need I remind you, you are carrying my grandchild? She's Thank pregnant. You. Yes, she is. <laughs> and she's all pissed off, but she's going to obey her father. But before that can happen, here comes Solid Snake. Freeze. Throw your gun overboard. <laughs> with his with his little... Is it the M9? Yeah, the M9 gun that jams every time he shoots it and he has to <laughs> manually fucking cock it again. I hate that. It's so annoying. Yeah. So, uh, she doesn't know it's also filled with tranquilizer darts. <laughs> uh, and, um, we, um, she, you know, we have, we have that cut scene, obviously of, uh, more, a little bit of John Woo action going on. It's always John Woo action in this game. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Go ahead. She's got that knife move. Oh yeah, she's she's uh she has a knife with a with a trick, or a knife with a surprise. Is that what it was? Uh, she she fires a bullet from it, <laughs> from the handle. It's a hell of a surprise. It is, and Snake dodges that fucker. <laughs> He's all matrixy shit. I know it. Um, so uh, we begin the fight with Olga. Another part of the tech demo stuff. You know, she can shoot the light and it flashes in your face and you can't see and you can shoot out the light. And, oh, she, she you know, the tarp that's covering something, she can shoot it and use it for cover and you can shoot the shoot the tarp off. And real simple fight. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously it's the first boss fight. <laughs> I guess that's a boss. And um, we shoot her enough times to where she finally gets knocked out. That's that's real important. The other important thing is, is I remember in the demo, you could get the USP and then fight Olga. 
and you could fucking shoot her and kill her. But in this one, you couldn't. And there's a reason. Because I remember yeah. I, I, I tranked her, and then while she was laying on the ground asleep, I shot her in the head with a real gun. I was like, well, I don't know if I should have done that. But that, whatever. You get a gun from her. You take her gun, the USP, but it doesn't have any ammo. you got to go find that later. But a little pro tip for everybody out there who's never played this game before. Before you leave the outside area, climb up that the mast or whatever, and you can find some thermal goggles. Those come in real handy a little bit later on. So... Uh, then we, uh, now that we have a gun, there's a reason why we had to get a gun. It was because if you go down to the bottom part of the ship where you need to go, they have planted C4 everywhere. So much that if it were to explode, it would take the entire tanker down. And they have wired it to, with infrared sensors. If you cross them, they explode. It's over. So, uh, we need some way to take out the sensors, uh, with range. Well, our tranquilizer darts are not enough to, to destroy these sensors. So we've got a gun now. Now we can go back, take out those sensors. <laughs> and that's what we do. And then we start going into the, I don't know what the, the bow. I don't know what the fuck you call it. Um, it's the bottom part of the ship where they're basically have the storage stuff. And the whole time we're seeing like dumb things like there, there's so many dumb things that Kojima does in his games. Like the one soldier who's listening to headphones and he can't hear you. Multiple soldiers like falling asleep. You can hold them up. You can dump them off the ship too. You can. That's real fun. Because <laughs> uh, you get a little cutscene. Yeah, you can hold up one guard, and uh, when you hold up the guard, they'll start shaking their bodies if you aim it at their head or if they're at their crotch. And when they shake their bodies, they'll drop dog tags. One of those dog tags is from Michael Futter. Indeed it is. Yes. Interesting side note. The guy who was on this podcast with us and uh, who hosted the Zombie Frog Game Club podcast with me and Matt... Michael Futter won a contest to have his name on one of the dog tags in Metal Gear Solid 2. You can find old Futon on there. You can find Michael Futon in Metal Gear Solid 2. What the f- That's crazy. <laughs> I just, like, thinking, just even thinking about that. I was like, I know who's in. I know that guy. So anyway, we wish Michael the best of luck. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's dying or something. I don't know. Uh, so yeah. Uh, uh, the other, another a couple of things like like that whole uh, you mentioned it uh, last series, but uh, uh, Vulcan Raven turning into that uh, doll. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. action figure. Yeah, there's a little Vulcan Raven action figure that uh, is is a funny little scene because Snake will walk and he'll see a shadow of Vulcan Raven. He's like, what the fuck? And when he turns the corner, it's like a little doll that a, a flashlight's like pointed at. Um, but eventually we make it to where the the Marines, there's still Marines running around 
that that haven't that that are not aware that the Russians have taken over the ship, and they're in the main housing area, and they're getting ready to have a a meeting or a briefing or a, there's a speech about to go on with the commander. So they're all preoccupied with that. Uh, while we're going through these almost like a tunnel area, we run into. It's not really a boss. Metal Gear is is funny with 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 the way they handle encounters. I call these boss encounters, where you can't run away from them, but at the same time you're not fighting one individual person like a boss. So you you get pretty much ambushed by a bunch of soldiers and you have to kill all of them and then oh we get a cutscene saying yeah you defeated them yay. Uh, and this is where the thermal goggles come in to play because they will shoot out the lights. Another part of the tech demo stuff is that they can shoot out the lights. You can't see shit, but I got thermal goggles. I can see everybody. Um, and unlike metal gear solid, uh, where I didn't try to kill anybody throughout the game, I am killing people left and right. I do not care. Lives do not matter to me. I do remember that was a big part of, my being interested in this game when it came out. I mean, I, I already knew that I wanted to play it, but I remember people talking about how you could go through the whole game without killing somebody. And now I've never come close to doing that. Yeah. Uh, but it is cool that that's an option. And there's certain things you can get at the end, like the secret items and stuff. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things you can unlock. Yeah. Back whenever you could unlock stuff. Remember that? No, it's DLC. Yeah. Now you have to buy that stuff. You buy to, you pay to unlock that shit. Back in the day, you used to have to be good at the game and you could unlock it. So, uh, we get another cutscene, uh, after the big gunfight with all the Russian soldiers. One Russian soldier survives and he sees Snake go through a door and he closes it and he's, you know, he's relieved. Oh, I didn't get killed. And then all of a sudden a guy with fucking, <laughs> Spurs starts walking up to him. <laughs> mm. And uh, it's uh, Shalashaska. Yes, that too. Shalashaska. We see his face. Oh, look. It's Revolver Ocelot. And why are you here? We thought you were with the colonel. Oh, he pulls out a gun. Shoots him in the fucking head with his revolver. What the fuck? I thought, I thought Ocelot was working with these Russians. What's going on? Are you, are you like wanting me to answer that question? No, no, I'm just, I, I dance around this shit, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting. So, uh, we don't know what the hell's going on in that cutscene. What the fuck? He was with them. Yeah, you know, he was, he was kind of commanding them. But now he just shot one of his soldiers. Maybe he just had a bad day. So we make it into the holding area for the new metal gear. Uh, and <laughs> Metal Gear can be goofy. We've, we've established this in, in many aspects. This is one of those goofy ones where you have to sneak around all these Marines while they're watching their commander give a speech. And then there's times where the commander be like, you need to stretch. Look to the left. Look to the right. This is, Do the hokey pokey. Yeah. Turn yourself around. 
And uh, it's, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's kind of dumb and goofy, but, you know, it's Metal Gear. That's, Metal that's, Gear. That's, that's, it gets away with that stuff. Of course it does. And we eventually make it to where they are actually, where the Metal Gear is. And it's a new type of Metal Gear. Because we've always seen Metal Gear as this kind of like a, a mech, a giant robot looking thing. The last one. Bipedal robot. Yes, bipedal robot. Um, but it's, it's always been this mech looking thing with, with legs. And it's usually always in the form of, you know, a, a Gundam or something like that. The last one looked like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's why they called it Metal Gear Rex. <gasps> no way. Yeah. This one is called Metal Gear Ray. And there's a reason why. This is a new type of model. It's an amphibious model. No way. It's able to go underwater. Oh. Crazy, right? And this one doesn't really look like a stingray. What the fuck does this thing look like? Looks like... It looks like a Metal Gear with pointed arms. Okay. It, it looks like a Metal Gear with fins. That's what it looks like. It looks amphibious. It looks amphibious, yes. What the? Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine what what kind of animal does this thing look like? I was going to say a T-Rex mixed with a bird. Yeah. And it's got like a beak. Yeah. Maybe pterodactyl. Yeah. Huh. I could go with that. Yeah. So, um, but it, this one is able to go underwater uh, to crazy depths. And uh, swim really, really fast. And it is untraceable by sonar. Once again, the ultimate weapon. Always is. Difference is, this one's being created by the Marines. And they're wanting to start mass producing these suckers. Well, it's our job to expose this shit, so we need to take five pictures. One that, from the front... Two from the side. Wait, four pictures? Is it four? No, he asked for five. Didn't he? No, I don't think he asks for five. I think what it is is you. There's three of them. You got to take one of them's got to have the logo in it. Yeah. So you got to get you got to get ones from with the logo one and one from each side. So uh, run around, take pictures, upload them uh, to the Autocon database. And um, we'll be done with this. We're, we're going to have to deal with we'll have to deal with whatever comes next, which is what Snake says. So, after uploading the pictures, he gets done with his speech. Which the commander? What is? His, what, what, remind me what his name is. Oh, did you talk about the guy giving the speech? Yeah. Fuck, I don't remember his name. Oh. It's somebody's father that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Fuck, I can't remember his name now. Anyway, he is a predominant person here at this in in this main cutscene. Uh, we don't get caught, um, but after his speech, here comes Shalashaska, just kind of you know, the villain walking and clapping at the same time. He shows up. He's like, "Who the hell are you?" It's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm taking over this ship. We're taking Metal Gear with us." And like, you got to be joking. There's Marines everywhere. And he snaps his fingers. Oh, here comes his guys. Apparently, they didn't get the memo that he's been killing people. 
But uh, at the same time, Sergei shows up. And they're going to take it for the motherland. Sure. This is ours. But then all of a sudden, everybody starts talking. <laughs> and uh, Ocelot decides he's not going to go with that. He says, I'm going to take it back with me. It's like, I'm not. I, I just used you guys so I could get here and get the Metal Gear. <laughs> And Glukovich is like, you fucking traitor. And he grabs the, the, the Marine commander and holding him hostage. And and we get this cut scene of, you know, the, the gunslinger shit where Ocelot pulls out his gun and shoots all the Russian guys. And they're all dying and falling over. And he's putting his gun away and shit. And at the same time, he shoots uh, both Sergei and the military the Marine guy. Fuck, I wish I could remember his name. Anyway. Shoots them both. They all lay there dead. The Marines don't know what the fuck to do. But at this point, he's getting ready to jump into Metal Gear. At the same time, he has, oh, look, I see. you see this? This in my hand is a trigger mechanism that's going to blow up this entire tanker if you guys do anything. He said, well, I'm going to blow you up anyway. I'll see you guys later. He blows up all the C4. The tanker is filling up with water. He jumps into the Metal Gear. But before he jumps into the Metal Gear, Snake pops out. He starts yelling, Otacon, not Otacon, Ocelot. Yeah. And something weird happens. Because if anybody remembers who played the first game, Ocelot got his hand cut off by the cyborg ninja, Frank Yeager. Well, he's got a fucking hand here, and it's operational. The fuck? Yeah, sure, prosthetics and stuff like that. I understand that. But this one's made of flesh. And when he sees Solid Snake, his hand starts to go crazy. And he's grabbing a hold of it, and he's freaking the fuck out. And then we get a flash of really bad pixelated picture of Liquid Snake. <laughs> Well, it's from it's from the first game. It's from so. the yeah, it's from the first game, and all of a sudden he starts talking in Liquid's voice. Hello, brother. That's that's that's, that's good enough. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ocelot's trying to fight it. He's like, "Get out of my mind!" And he's like, his his arm like becomes muscular for some fucking reason. So what had happened, or what we have gathered so far? Is that Ocelot, being the insane fucker that he is, when Liquid died, he cut off his arm and then grafted it to his arm so that he has an so he has a part of Liquid Snake on him and it takes over his mind sometimes. We all go crazy sometimes. We do. Well, uh, okay. Well, I mean, we're, we're we're fully invested now. There's no going back. So yes, Revolver Ocelot has Liquid Snake's arm as part of his body, and sometimes it takes over. Sure. And his conscience is is there, and it happens a lot whenever Solid Snake's around because they have a bond 
they are essentially the same person. So, sure, it, whatever, it works. Yeah. It doesn't work, but it works. So, liquid, liquid, ocelot that comes later, but liquid, liquid ocelot. Yeah, what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know even know what I just said. Uh, uh, ocelot jumps into Metal Gear Ray, uses the the laser beam to cut. The fucking tanker in half almost, and then jumps out, and then fly, and then swims off. And uh, Snake is left there in the Hudson River, basically drowning. Uh, there's one other thing, and that's that's pretty much close to the end of the tanker part. There is one other thing though that I need to mention that is kind of important. Uh, after the fight with Olga, we get a cutscene uh, showing Snake standing on the outside of the tanker, and this little ro- flying robot thing is taking pictures of him on the tanker. And he's like, "What the fuck is that?" Flies off. Uh, that comes up a little bit later. In fact, it comes up in the next cutscene after we see Snake essentially drowning uh, after Metal Gear is stolen. And it cuts to two years later in the far-flung future of 2009. Sure. Uh, We hear a very familiar voice. Sounds like Colonel Campbell giving a briefing to to Snake. And he's talking about, well, after that tanker uh, went down in, in the Hudson River, uh, they had to um, create a cleanup uh, in the form of this thing, what they called the Big Shell. And it is a series of, uh, of pipes and facilities that are there to clean up the oil spills and things like that, all the, all the stuff that had happened two years earlier. And it's been a huge production. So this was ostensibly, ostensibly an oil tanker? And it was the oil from within the tank that they were cleaning up? I'm guessing so. Um, which is why they devised the big shell, which is there because it was going to, it was going to, it was, it was going to be a, like years to, to clean up all this mess. But if that happened right in the, like in the river, wouldn't people have noticed that there was no oil? And they were actually, actually just transporting something else? Such as a Metal Gear? Lolly Lolo. Yeah. They mentioned that too. Which I have to I had to mention the, the the Marine Commander. He's like uh you know, after Ocelot betrays the Russians and the, the you know, Glukovich is like, Who the fuck do you work for? And the Marine guy says, Oh, it's the Lalelulelo. And of course, what the fuck is the Lalelulelo? So and you won't learn that for a long time. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, we we, we eventually learn who the Lalelulelo is, but they will be mentioned multiple I times. I haven't forgotten it probably five times. Yeah, but but still, shouldn't there have been oil? Wasn't there no oil? I'm pretty sure there was oil there, though. I mean, it wasn't an oil tanker, though, right? It was full of Metal Gear, not oil. <laughs> That's true. And it happened, it's not like it happened out where it could have been 
overlooked. I mean, this was right in the middle of the river, in the middle of New York City. So, I don't know. Maybe I missed something. It's a video sure game. Why you... <laughs> okay, that's, that's a fair enough explanation, I guess. Uh, don't worry, Matt. We'll explain it. So, uh, um, you, you bring up a very good point, and a point that we will bring back up. So they will they will bring they 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 start the cleanup for for this wreck, uh, and it's been two years since the incident. Uh, Solid Snake is pronounced dead. Um, he he's he's dead. He drowned. And uh, we are getting a briefing from uh, uh, Colonel Campbell as Snake swims up to the big shell. Who? Snake. Snake? Yeah. He's dead. Well, surprise, motherfucker. And uh, the, uh, the, the story is some shit's going down at the big shell. A uh, radical group calling themselves the Sons of Liberty have taking, taken all the people who work at the big shell hostage. Uh, along with another very important person, that person being the president of the United States of America. It's always the president. Uh, there's a couple of things that need to be known about this group. Uh, it's being led by a man calling himself Solid Snake. Because he's a terrorist now. He's a terrorist now. I, he, when you almost drown, I guess you go kind of crazy. That's uh, understandable. Yeah. So uh, they kidnap the president, and they got a bunch of hostages. Uh, and on top of that, they they have recruited a special forces group called Dead Cell. Uh, Dead Cell is led by a woman by the name of Fortune, uh, and there are two other members of Dead Cell. Uh, that are remaining. It was originally a, a larger group that was liquidated about six months earlier. Uh, but uh, Fortune uh, is known to uh, to have great luck. So much, in fact, that they say that she is indestructible. Nothing can hit her. Another one is a demolition expert. One of the best in the world. Codenamed Fat Man. Oh, Fat Man. Fat Man. And then, the last one, is a man they call Vamp. And for very good reason. Uh, he is pretty much the supernatural version, the supernatural guy of the whole task force. Uh, he apparently defies death multiple occasions. He also likes to drink blood. Sounds like a vampire to me. Sure, and he's got the little teeth. He's got the teeth. I mean, well, how are you going to drink blood? You got to be able to stab people. And he's voiced by Phil Lamar. And he's voiced by Phil Lamar. He's voiced by Marvin, who got shot in the head by John Travolta. Sure. Yeah. Never seen Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Please, of course I've seen Pulp Fiction. So yeah. 
That's what's going on. Their demands, $30 billion. Sure, that's reasonable. Yeah, well, I mean, you got the President of the United States. Anything's possible. So, there's a few threats. A couple of them being, well, obviously, they can kill all the hostages, including the President. On top of that, they have a demolition expert. That demolition expert has said that he has planted multiple bombs on the big shell that, if detonated, will destroy the place as well as release multiple toxins that could completely destroy the ecosystem of the Hudson River uh, for fucking decades, creating a very, very bad thing for New York City. So, the United States government has decided to send in a new member of Foxhound, Snake. Codename Snake. That's it. But there's a very, very interesting thing about Snake while he's swimming up to the big shell. Doesn't sound like Snake. Everybody knows Snake's voice by now. I mean, this is classic. David Hayter. Everybody knows him. This guy doesn't sound like David Hayter. But we'll go with it. But he's got sure. on a sweet skull suit. He's got this sweet stealth suit on. It's called the uh, Skull Suit. And uh, it's uh, it's all part of the new par- new stuff of nanotechnology. Nanomachines. Going to bring it up again. Nanomachines able to not only redirect organs <laughs> and and uh, healing factors in the suit, but also through the body itself. Nanomachines are a very sure. they're they're a very interesting thing because if you remember correctly in the first game, it's basically micro microbes that are in the bloodstream that are electronic. They're programmable. You can program these things to make the body do certain things. Uh, some of them being as extreme as not being able to use guns because when Snake was in the warhead storage facility, Naomi was able to program the nanomachines inside of his body to not allow him to use guns. He could, he, like, I guess he physically couldn't pull out a gun while he was in that area. They're very powerful things. Just keep that in mind. Fucking nanomachines, yo. Nanomachines, man. In the scheme of things, this seems way less ridiculous than a lot of the rest of the story. This is true. Oh, we're just getting started. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, make it to the big show. Get familiarized with moving around, Snake. Okay. You got your briefing. Find the President of the United States. Stop the terrorists. Go home. We all have a party afterwards. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there'll be some cake. Everybody likes cake. Everybody loves cake. I'm more of a pie person, but that's okay. Because you're, you just, you just like to watch the world burn. Uh huh. Pecan pie, man, can't beat it. So we make it to. All right. Let's just first off, let's just go ahead and say. Anybody who's played Metal Gear Solid 1, 
wow, this is like a fucking carbon copy. We're swimming up to a island, essentially. We have a mask on. It's got a lot of the same dialogue going on. Yeah, a lot of the same dialogue. It, Colonel Campbell's there. I, we we have a, a female support member. Uh, not Naomi this time. She's obviously been, I guess, arrested for war crimes. Yeah, she's not a... Yeah. Um, but uh, instead, we have Rose. There's a very interesting thing about Rose... Uh, she has a relationship with Snake. But before all of this, Campbell says, all right, we're not going to call you Snake anymore. So why not? Well, the terrorist is calling himself Solid Snake. So we're going to call you Raiden from now on. Sure. I'm like, okay, first off, you're pronouncing Raiden wrong. Secondly, all I can think of is the God of fucking Thunder. But that's just me. So, uh, Raiden is now the uh, the new code name we're going by. Uh, and um, we realize we're not alone here. So obviously there are some Russian soldiers running around, part of the terrorist group. But uh, there's they're getting the shit beat out of them. There's a bunch of guys like knocked out. And then we see some somebody on an elevator going up. We don't know who the hell it is. And we're like, okay, well, there's another intruder here besides me. So make it through the elevator. He takes off his mask. Who is who who the fuck is this this bl- blonde pretty boy? That ain't Snake. That ain't Snake at all. No, that's Raiden. Surprise, surprise. You ain't playing Metal Gear no more. You're not playing Metal Gear no more. No. Kojima has fucked you over again. All the footage we've ever seen of Metal Gear Solid 2, all the screenshots, everything we've heard about it, was a fucking lie. You don't play a solid fucking snake. You play as this blonde guy. Who the hell talk, is this? You want to talk about an uproar? Holy shit, man. Even I was pissed. I think everybody was pissed. I was, I was like, what the fuck is this? Don't play in Metal Gear. So going back to the big reveal. Holy shit, we're playing as this other guy. Riding. He has a girlfriend. That's Rose. He doesn't want her on this mission. What the fuck? I don't know where she's at. I guess she's in New York City. Um, it only makes sense. Yeah. So I figured she's sitting next to Colonel Campbell on the Kodak. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And uh, But she's going to be the support. She's going to be the one saving our game. Um. And uh, he doesn't want her to have anything to do with this, but she wants to be a part of it. She's going to be there for you, Raiden. Yeah. Raiden, whatever you want to call it. And uh, she's always asked him what tomorrow is. He doesn't remember because he's a bad boyfriend. 
He's that he is. He's just a bad person in general. He is. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't like riding. Nobody did. Yeah. Um. The, the, but don't don't worry. Riding will get. Riding will have a turn. He'll have a turn for the worse, but it turns him into a better person. Yeah. So, but that comes way later. So, um, now we know our mission. There's a couple other things that we that are going to be happening here. Nobody knows that we're here, except for Rose Campbell and Ryden, along with you know obviously the the higher ups. This is a stealth mission, but at the same time, they're sending in a SEAL team to hopefully rescue these hostages as well. SEAL Team 10, is that the name of it? Yeah, I think it is 10. Yeah. Um, so they're sending in the Navy to to hopefully uh, defuse the situation. The difference is they don't know Ryden's there either. They could think he's a terrorist along with them. So we're trying to best avoid contact with pretty much anybody. But as we soon find out, that's not going to be possible. Because <laughs> uh, almost immediately, when we go into the the first, what are they called? They're, the struts. There we go. Yeah, you're going to hear that word a lot. Yeah. Struts and bridge. Yeah, struts A and AB connecting bridge and stuff like that. So uh, when we get to the first strut, some shit's already went down. We, uh, we hear over the radio, SEAL Team 10 showed up, and uh, apparently they're getting murdered by something. Some kind of a monster. They don't know what. So we go to investigate, and we find practically everybody of SEAL Team 10 dead, except for one guy. And he's wildly firing a machine gun at something in the on the ceiling. Eventually, we see what that is. It's a man who jumps down like a fucking animal, bites him in the neck. Oh look, it's Vamp. <laughs> he's sucking that guy's blood out, and now he turns to us, and he's coming toward Raiden. And all of a sudden, we hear a very familiar voice say, "Get down!" And he starts shooting at him. Oh, look, it's not Snake, but it sure as fuck looks like Snake. But he goes, his name is actually Iroquois Pliskin. That's what he says his name is. Yeah. J.G. Pliskin. J.G. Pliskin. What is the J.G.? Oh, God, I don't remember. Stupid. It's got to be a title or something like that. J.G. Pliskin. Yeah, but he calls himself Iroquois. His name is Iroquois Pliskin. For those of you who don't know, there is a movie called Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. They all <laughs> they all star a character by the name of Snake Pliskin. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I was real confused when this game came out because I'm like, I've seen that movie. <laughs> I don't know why there's a snake pliskin in this game and a snake pliskin in that movie. It's magic. So, well, you find out actually, and I've explained it a couple of times to to a few listeners. Uh, Hideo Kojima is a big fan of American action movies, and he has modeled a lot of his characters based on those people. 
Snake Poliskin, Kurt Russell is is he he modeled Solid Snake after him. Period. Makes sense. Yeah. And, and in the first game, like in the first Metal Gear, he straight up fucking rips off the Terminator. <laughs> he rips off Kyle Reese completely. Uh, so it's it, it, it you know he he's gonna throw in a whole bunch of stuff like that, and that's not the last time you see stuff like that either. So we run into Iroquois Pliskin. Vamp runs off, but he does bite Snake on his arm, and he has to wrap it up and stuff like that. And uh, but it, it, it's funny because he he thinks he's like hey, I lost a few more pints than what I thought. So he's bleeding profusely, apparently. But he's not really. Uh, but he does get lightheaded and he, he kind of doubles over. He wants to you know, relax for a minute. And we're talking to him. At the same time, we also see that there is a dead naval officer there with uh, half of a handcuff. That's weird. What the fuck's a naval officer doing here? But whatever. But there's a fucking vampire running around. Yeah, why are we questioning this? Yeah, we like we got bigger fucking fish to fry. Who cares about a naval officer? There's a fucking vampire. We can't kill this fucker. And his sunlight too. He's a daywalker. You know, so we, we, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I guess if you're going by that lore, sure. If we're going by that lore, we just need some silver. Actually, no. The sunlight hurts vampires and blade too. It's just blade is a daywalker. Yeah, he is the daywalker. He's the daywalker. Oh, he's Blade. Okay, he was Blade. Wesley Snipes is running around. He's going crazy. So he's trying to get he's uh, trying to get his taxes in order. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, go ahead. Man, we're we're going like five levels deep here, dude. This is. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going a little too deep on this part. Yeah, these, this, this doesn't really matter. We have way too many references going on right now, and I don't know if anybody – you have to have seen Blade and fucking Escape from New York, and it's, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah. Blade don't matter. Blade does not matter, although that the first movie was pretty good. No, no, no. It was a great movie. Yeah. First Marvel movie, or well, one of the first ones. The yeah, first like official Marvel movies. It, it was branded as a Marvel movie, but it was before the big Marvel boom happened. It it's was the before only one that's rated R too. It is. It is. It's very true. So, uh, uh, no, uh, the uh, the Punisher. Oh yeah, I guess that was yeah. even the second one that was not like the first. Yeah, which wasn't bad. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> All right, a tangent for a second. That fucking part where those guys are doing the fucking parkour and he shoots that one guy midair with a fucking bazooka. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's a comic book movie. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. It's dumb as shit. I personally like the Thomas Jane one better, but the Warzone's pretty good. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch that one day. He punched the guy in the face and broke his face. His fist went through his face. He's the Punisher. He's the Punisher. He punishes people. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, Pliskin. Uh, <laughs> Iroquois. Iroquois. Um, he's talking about, he's like, he's part of SEAL Team 6. SEAL, SEAL Team fucking 6. SEAL Team 10. 
What the fuck am I thinking? I don't know. You're Rainbow Six. To... I think I'm getting Rainbow Six mixed. Or there, oh, there's there a was... movie. There's a Still movie Team called... Six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he's coming to rescue the president. Who the hell are you? Are you with Foxhound? I recognize that fucking suit. He's like, oh, this kid's jacked up on nanomachines. Yeah, all this stuff. He 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 is observing, riding. You know, it's Raiden, Raiden, Raiden. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they I guess they they plan to work together. The problem is is that there's still some other members of his team that are that are still around, and they're getting attacked too. Um, so Raiden then decides to go check that shit out. While Snake, oh, oh uh, Poliskin, Iroquois, Iroquois, <laughs> while Iroquois is uh, resting for a minute, and uh, the he sees that the other team is uh, ran into Fortune, along with Vamp. Vamp uh, had uh, went there for a reason. Uh, he he picked up what they called the package. Which was the other part of that um, handcuff? Uh, so he's he's he has the president of the United States over his shoulder, with a briefcase in his hand, and uh, the the entire team is shooting at them, uh, but all the bullets are just kind of buzzing around them, not hitting anybody. And no, oh, that must be the one they call Fortune. Oh, by the, the way, JG is for junior grade. Junior grade. Gotcha. Um, and Fortune is standing there. With she, the music. Yeah, the, that fucking jazz music. Every time she's in the room. Every time she's in the room, they play they play jazz music. It's like a sad jazz jazz music. That uh, and she she's always talking about wanting to die, but she can't die. Well, do you know? Do you know why she wants to die? Because she has lost multiple people in her life. Her husband. And her father. Her husband was the leader of Dead Cell. Yes. Where is that explained exactly? I'm not sure that it's ever explained in a game. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, he was the leader of Dead Cell. Uh, Colonel Jackson, I think, was his name. Um. And he died when they wiped out uh, the other two members. Yeah. Uh, old boy and Chinaman. So I have I have no idea who those people are. <laughs> yeah, they're not in anything, so you're not missing much. Okay. So she's wanting to die because she's she's depressed. She's lost her husband six months ago. Uh, her father was killed two years ago. She she's not happy at all, and she just wants somebody to shoot her. But every time you shoot at her, the bullets just kind of just go around her. We can't figure out why. It's they ever explain that? Yeah, they explain uh, it. Okay, I just want to make sure because I I don't remember if they explained it or if I just knew it. No, they they explain it at the end of Metal Gear Solid Two. Okay, gotcha. yes, yes, we will find out in this series. Um. So, yes, supernatural shit everywhere. And that's one of the things I've always loved about Metal Gear, and I think I said it before, but 
Snake is always going up against these superhuman villains. Mm-hmm. He's not super powered at all. He just shoots them. And that's one of the things I've always loved about the series is that he's like, he, he he's essentially Batman. You know, he can take on Superman. Fuck it. You know, he, he doesn't plan as well as Batman does. He kind of just goes by the seeds of his pants. Yeah, he's but, like, whatever. Yeah. He'll call Campbell. Dude, what do I do here? Campbell's like, plug in the fucking controller part in the, in the port too, dude. Okay, got it. Bam. Psycho Mantis, what a bitch. You know, it's easy. So there's there's small things, right? And that's one of the things I've always liked about it was it's like you know he he is just a regular soldier guy who is going to shoot your super powered face, and he, he's going to win. <laughs> so he's going to shoot your super powered face. Yeah, he's going to shoot it off. He's going to take his face. He's going to take his face off. Off. There you go. So uh, another reference that I don't know if anybody. How many movie references can you fit into one? I don't know. This whole thing is like a John Woo movie, so you might as well just say Face Off. Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty is Face Off. So, um, she uh, Fortune carries around a gigantic rail gun that shoots electricity. <laughs> And uh, she blows up the bridge to the main strut, the core, if you will. And then they they escape with the uh, with the president, and all the other sealed members are dead. So now it's just Pliskin and Ryden. So there's one other person that we can call on for support another person that the seal team brought in uh, and uh he was he's brought in specifically to combat fat man the demolition expert they bring in a man uh last name stillman peter stillman uh, peter stillman is a uh kind of a famous uh bomb diffuser he is the bomb defusal guy. Yeah. He he is the guy who wrote the book on bomb defusing. That's right. Uh, he is also the guy who trained Fat Man. He was his protege. And uh, he has came here pretty much on his own volition to stop him. He said he, he knows him the best. He knows his signatures. He knows everything about Fat Man. And if there's anybody out there that can defuse Fat Man's bombs, it's him. He's got a bit of his chip on his shoulder, though. A few years ago, he was supposed to be defusing a bomb. Unfortunately, it went off, killed a bunch of people, and he lost a leg because of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he's not the he, he can't really move too well. Has to use a cane because he never got used to that prosthetic leg. So we decided to go meet up with him. To see if we can possibly stop these bombs. Got to figure out where they are. How to stop them. So, both Ryden and Pliskin go to talk to him. Or run into him. And he tells us, well, there's bombs fucking everywhere in this place. But, luckily, you are not alone. Because you have me. 
And we have these handy-dandy sensors that will show on the radar where bombs are. So uh, we're going to have to go find these bombs and defuse them. Well, what the fuck? I don't know how to defuse a bomb. I mean, yeah, I'm a guy. I shoot stuff. Yeah, you know, I break people's necks. Uh, come on, that's that's what we do. You make the sound. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, "Well, don't worry about it. I got a real simple plan to do this. I brought these little canisters along that have a, a spray nozzle on them, and this stuff has freezing elements in it. And if you can freeze the bombs, they'll diffuse." He said it, it made it they'll, they'll they'll be frozen for the next twenty four hours, long enough to get the president and all the people off this place, and hopefully kill everybody in dead cell. So he gives Snake one, Pliskin, excuse me. Okay, listen, no more beating around the fucking bush. <laughs> it's fucking Snake. All right, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Say what now? How do you know? I mean, his face, (laughs) that's David Hayter. (laughs) I mean, it's, (laughs) I don't like, I I, I can't stand beating around the bush about it. Yeah. Just keep calling him snake. I keep calling him snake. And I was like, fuck it. It's snake. Ryden doesn't know this. Ryden still thinks he's Pliskin, but everybody knows he's fucking snake, (laughs) including the player. That so, tells you more about Raiden than about Snake. Yeah. Raiden's not the smartest person in the world. Oh, I thought we had established that really early on. Oh, yeah. Did you guys give him the razor? Did I give him the razor? Yeah. the You can find a razor as Raiden. Okay. And if you have the razor in your inventory, when you meet Snake, he will give it to him, and then Snake will shave. Oh, shave his beard off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't have the razor. But uh <laughs> it's small things like that. It's just it's like like Metal Gear is full of Easter eggs. Oh yeah. They always have been. Yes, and that's one of the the fun things to do in Metal Gear is like they're kind of like a open world, but it's a very limited open world. But it's just an it's 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 open enough to see where can I go and oh look, there's an item here. What can I do with this item? You know, it's just small things like that, and that's why I've always liked about the Metal Gear games. Um, so uh, he, Stillman gives both Raiden and Snake a uh, a freezing agent, and sends them off to defuse these bombs. There should be one in each strut. So we begin the whole defusing. Not very difficult. I'm sure for the somebody playing for the very first time, it would take a little while. Luckily, this has been in my mind. Somehow I remember where most of these bombs are. Yeah, the stupid sensor. Yeah. The sensor works, you know, and it, it it's, it's real easy. But while we're defusing these bombs, every once in a while we give Stillman a call. All right, found this one. It was in the bathroom. Found this one. It was in a, a storage container, something like that. And every time we mention it, Stillman's like, "This doesn't make any sense whatsoever." And like, what are you talking about? The Fat Man is a fucking pro at this stuff. He knows how to bring down this place. He's placing these bombs 
in places that an amateur would place bombs. It's like the, the, these bombs, if they were to go off, would not take down this place. And he's like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, after defusing a few more bombs, Stillman gets the bright idea that these are decoy bombs. These these are just the bombs to keep us distracted from the real bombs. Now we got to find the real bombs. But along the way, there's one other thing that happens. We make it over to strut F, I think. It's the farthest one from where we were. We run into a, the bridge. We get a phone call or a codec call. Uh, and it's from uh, somebody not using burst transmission. So that means they're nearby. And uh, they say, hey, there's mines there on that bridge. I need to use a mine detector. Who the hell are you? Just call me Deep Throat. <laughs> Deep Throat? The informant from the Watergate scandal? <laughs> God, why does this sound familiar? I don't know. And they said, never mind, just call me Mr. X. Who the fuck is... Who are you? What are you? What are you doing? Don't worry about it. Click. Difference is, this doesn't sound like, yeah, you know, this doesn't sound like Deep Throat. I know what Deep Throat sounds like. He sounds like I the bet Dar- you do. He sounds like the DARPA chief. But uh, <laughs> there's a little in, in reference in game joke. But uh, sounds like somebody with a Russian accent. A robotic Russian. That's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We get a call from Mr. X. They tell us, look out. There's, there's, oh my God, there's, there's bombs down there. <laughs> These costumes. <laughs> These costumes. Look out, costumes. Oh, another reference that nobody will get because nobody watched those videos. <laughs> well, maybe they might have played that game. They may have played that game. Marvel Heroes, guys. Marvel Heroes uh, has um, some places in them where you have to fight mobsters. And they have typical voice acting that sounds like somebody from, like, fucking Boston or something like that. And every time, and every time you, every, you're superheroes, obviously, and every time you run into them, they're like, look out, costumes! And they start shooting at you. And so me and Ken played that game a lot, and we recorded some videos, and we thought that was hilarious. That's because it is hilarious. It is hilarious. Is, uh, that's why I love fighting the, is it the Magia, Magia, Magia group? I don't know Marvel at I don't, all. I don't either. Every time we fought those guys, they'd always say, that, oh, costumes, take on the costumes. <laughs> God, we have, the, I, I'm going to be like, you know, 90 years old in a, in a nursing home. And I'm going to think, look out costumes. I'm going to look around and nobody's going to be around and know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I'm going to be sad. Probably. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, when we start diffusing all these bombs, we get a, another codec call between um, Snake and uh, Stillman. And Snake says, hey, I found another group of bombs that weren't picked up on the sensors. Just wanted to let you know about that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, shit, that's what it is. All these were decoy bombs. These are the real bombs that we had to find. And there's a problem. We can't pick them up on the sensor. So, we're going to have to figure out a way to stop these. The problem is, 
What we didn't know was that those bombs, the real bombs, were going to be triggered for a countdown once all the decoy bombs were diffused. Uh-oh. Guess what I just did? I just diffused the last bomb. Son of a bitch. Now there's a timer going off. You have 300 seconds to find the bomb that can't be found. <laughs> oh, shit. Where do I go? Well, we have an idea. Luckily, Stillman is an expert on bombs. He says, well, if he wanted to really take down the first shell, there's two shells. Yes, there's two shells. There's two shells. Um, if you want to, and we're on the first shell while Snake is on the second shell, diffusing those bombs. It's like, well, if you wanted to take down the shell, it would be in the first strut down at the bottom somewhere, obviously at the base, where we started from, where we, we swam up from. So we go down there and we try and find it. Luckily, we do find it. At the same time, we get another revelation. Stillman says, well, Snake doesn't have enough time to defuse that bomb, so we're, I'm going to have to do it myself. Well, you can't. You're, you you can't run. There's there's enemies everywhere. He said, no, no, I can run. I actually didn't lose my leg. I just made it up. And that son of a bitch. And, and at this point, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm, at this point, I'm like, Matt, what, what what game was it where I didn't care about people? Oh, it was uh, Parasite Eve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where, where they kept bringing up stuff. And I was like, I don't care about you, so I don't care about your story. Same way with Stillman. was like, why are you telling me you don't have you, you didn't lose your leg and you can walk just fine? I don't give a shit. But but this whole scene was all about him like it's like I couldn't I couldn't live myself. So I, I made it I made it to where I I actually got hurt too, but I really didn't get hurt. And I'm like, I don't care, just go defuse a fucking bomb. But unfortunately he doesn't make it in time. He explodes. He explodes and a lot of the Second shell is destroyed. Luckily, Snake gets out alive. Uh, but unfortunately, Peter Stillman is dead. We defuse our bomb. Whew, that was close. And uh, it's a sad moment. But. Is it really sad for you, Drew? No, it's not because I didn't give a shit about Peter Stillman. I was going to say. Do you really care about Peter Stillman? I, I, mean, I just like. It, it was a character that I met like not even an hour ago. And he lied to me about his leg, and I don't care. He had a cool voice. He did have a cool voice actor. So um, now we're going to be making it back up there. Hopefully, maybe meet back up with with uh, Snake, or at the same time, we got to find the fucking president. We've we 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 we've dealt with a lot of this stuff. So. On our way back up to where the elevator is, we unfortunately run into another member of Dead Cell. We run into Fortune. She comes down there and she says, I'm ready for you to kill me. I know who you are and I want you to kill me. And then we show our pretty blonde face and she's like, well, you're not who I thought you were. We'll see if you can kill me. And then she starts shooting at us. Now we're in a boss fight that we can't win. <laughs> He's got to survive. Yeah, every time you shoot at her, you, you can't hit her. Does it make that sound? Yeah. 
So we have to just hold out. She's shooting her electric gun and blowing up everything, and I'm getting caught on fire, and I don't know what to do. Luckily, it's just a timed thing where you just have to just wait until until the elevator comes back down. And then we get another cutscene of Vamp shows up. He's on the elevator. And he's telling him, all right, we got to go. Okay. But before, here's a parting gift. And I sh- Ryden shoots his gun. And it buzzes by Fortune. Bounces off the wall and hits Vamp directly between the eyes. <laughs> and he falls over dead. Fortune starts crying. She's sad. Everybody's dying around me and I can't die. Oh, no. And they play the music. And they play the music. And then Ryden's like, fuck this shit. And he leaves. He goes into the elevator and leaves. And all of a sudden, fucking Vamp, he comes back alive. He says he can't die more than twice. I've already died once. What the fuck? What is this guy? How is he not dead? He just took a bullet between the eyes. Fuck. <laughs> so the next thing. We get a call. Colonel Campbell's telling us, hey, fat man. He said he's still got more bombs. He's asking for you personally. He says to meet him on the heliport. He says if you don't, he's going to blow the whole place sky high. Okay. I guess we're going to have to do that. At the same time, we call Pliskin. Talking to him a little bit, trying to get some more information. Uh, because during this whole bomb thing, we're like, we got to stop this shit before, you know, this fucking, if, if the place explodes, the ecosystem of the Hudson River is gone. It's toxic shit's go, going down. Snake's like, I didn't hear that in my briefing. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, they're going to give into the terrorist demands, right? He's like, what's the terrorist demands? He's like, it's $30 billion. He's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, what? I don't, I don't know what you, who, what are we talking about? He's like, you're saying that you're hearing this information and I'm telling you, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, maybe the the SEAL team didn't know what was really going on. Whatever. Fat Man's calling us. Let's go fight him. Okay. So we'll go up to the heliport. We'll go up to the heliport. It's time to fight Fat Man. You forgot to mention that Fat Man is obsessed with his hands. He does love his hands. He has very delicate hands. And he also cannot stop moving them. Yes. At the same time, Fat Man is stupid. He's dumb. Fat Man is possibly one of the dumbest villains I've ever seen. So let me explain Fat Man. Fat Man is a large, burly man who is wearing a blast suit. He's bald. He wears rollerblades. And when he shows up, he's drinking wine out of a wine glass. But he has to use a straw because obviously he'll get it all over his blast suit. Yeah, and he and he carries he carries around a fully automatic machine pistol, 
and he plants bombs everywhere while he's rolling around with his rollerblades. What the fuck is this? Fat man. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Fat Man's a dumb villain. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Yeah. So, yes. welcome to our second boss fight. <laughs> We've been playing for five hours. And we finally ran into our second boss fight. Which is shoot him and knock him down or punch him and knock him down. Stuns him for a few seconds and then you can shoot him in his fat little head. Your vendetta against Fat Man is hilarious. I'm, I, I want him to die, like majorly. This is one of those. This is one of those fights where I'm like, I'm not going to use tranquilizer gun on him. I want to use my real gun and kill his ass. Well, you definitely get to do that. Yes. So, uh, the fight is kind of like classic Metal Gear. He's running around. He'll plant bombs. You got to defuse them before they go off. Um, at the same time, you got to dodge his attacks and he is skating around this entire fucking heliport at lightning fucking speed. Just shoot him in the head. Yeah. Shoot him in the head. Um, anybody have any problem with this fight? No. It's no, fairly just, simple. Yeah. I mean, I remember trying to shoot him directly the very first time I played it back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, playing it on normal now, it's pretty easy. There's a lot of points where, you know, he sets the bombs and he gives you, what, 30, 40 seconds? You can spend, yep. like, 25 of those seconds waiting for him to skate up to the front and stop and wait and look at you. And then you can just shoot him in the head. I mean, you don't you don't try and shoot him while he's skating around. Yeah. The the great thing is is that you can you can shoot him, like, I think three or four times and it will knock him down. And he'll go in that stun animation again. Yep. Then you just shoot him in the head. Yep. Uh, and then he, he he's laying there. He's dying. My suit is ruined. Now I have nothing to wear to the party. So Give him like a little Arnold accent there. I don't know. <laughs> he, he has like another dumb Boston accent. Yeah, his accent's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but he gives us one final parting gift. But on, on on top of that, there's a few other things. He does mention that not everything that's going on around here is not what you think it is. Uh, but on top of that, he, he's kind of going off off kilter a little bit. He he's he even dead cells like he's he's turned into this fucking mad bomber. We we can't really stop him. We need to. He's he's fucking insane. So. Um, but he says he's going to leave us with a parting gift. The biggest bomb on the entire big shell. I just started the countdown. There's no stopping it. You got to find it and defuse it. Don't worry. It's near. Oh, shit. And then he dies. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Well, I hear a beeping sound coming from his body. I grab his legs, pull him away. Oh, look, there's a giant bomb right up under him. Diffuse that. We're good to go. Fat man's beat. Anybody, the first time you played this, 
Anybody freaking out saying, where the fuck's this bomb? <laughs> well, yeah, years and years ago. Yeah. In 2001, I was like, oh, shit. Now, you don't have that long to defuse it either. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, boy. And yeah, luckily, I moved his body, and it was up under him. So we killed Fat Man. That's that's one one third of Dead Cell done. Next order of business. Now that we got the bombs out of the way, we got to find the president. So what are we gonna do? Well, we leave the heliport. We haven't been inside the main area, the core of the first shell. Maybe that's where they're holding him. There's a few problems, though. We'll find that out. And just right when we leave the heliport, we get confronted by... It looks like a ninja, but it's cybernetic, and it has a orange and blue and white color scheme. What the fuck is this thing? It's like... I don't, I, it's something I've never seen before. Oh, wait, I have. What the fuck is Gray Fox here? I thought he died. Frank Yeager. Frank Yeager? What the fuck is this? Can't be Frank Yeager. He's dead. Also, he doesn't speak with a Russian accent. So this Russian robot shows up. Ninja. Yeah, ninja. Russian robot ninja. Cyborg ninja. The cyborg ninja shows up. Mr. X. So, I finally meet you in the cybernetic flesh. And uh, they tell us, well, there's a few issues with what you're doing. Yes, they're holding the president in the core, but you can't get there. Why not? Well, they got cameras everywhere, it's heavily guarded. The only way you can really get in. Is with this. And he hands you a uniform of the Russian terrorists. Says, well, you're going to have to sneak in. Don't you always? Yeah. This is a sneaking mission. This is a sneaking mission, but this is a different type of sneaking mission. You're going to have to dress up as the enemy, walk in there. There's another problem, too. In order to use the elevator, or no, in order to get into where they're holding the hostages, they have a retinal scan that can only read the bad guys. So you're going to have to figure out how to get that open. But I think you can figure it out. I'm trying to imagine if I'm missing anything. There was another cutscene that we missed. When we had to go defuse the bomb, the first bomb that was on the helipad, we got another cutscene. There's somebody else here. I totally forgot to mention this. Olga Galukovich. Yeah, she comes into play a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, with the um, the other people. The other villains. But uh, she's here uh, as well. Uh, and we get a cutscene of her talking about like uh she saw this fucking cyborg ninja running around what the fuck is this you know what what shalashashka what the fuck <laughs> you didn't tell me about this 
I didn't sign up for this. You know, things like this are being said. Uh, And she's kind of freaking the fuck out. But anyway, (laughs) she is. So uh, we obviously run into the cyborg ninja ourselves. He gives us a, a uniform to put on. And uh, but unfortunately, we're gonna have to find our own gun. Gonna have to find ourselves a Kalashnikov. Yeah. Also known as an AK-47. Because we need to use the actual terminology. I'm sorry, I know a little bit about guns. No, I mean they they use it in the game too. Do they say Kalashnikov? Yeah, okay. pretty sure they do. Because hmm. it's uh, fucking Kojima, of course it is. Yeah. Well. um... Got to find an AK-47 because the you know the guards will see you running around with a pistol and say, "What the fuck? Who are you?" Yeah, yo. So, our first order of business is to find a uh, Kalashnikov. Don't have to go too far. Find it in the storage area. Bam, we're good to go. So now we're off to go to the core of the first shell. Hopefully, the core, the core. The core. Hopefully to find uh, the President of the United States. Now, we don't know exactly where he's being held. Luckily, there is another person that we can possibly talk to that's there. Um, It is the Secretary of Defense. Do you talk about Richard Ames? Richard Ames. Um, He's being held hostage along with all the other hostages in, in that area. So we know he's there. Maybe he has the information of where they're keeping the president. Let's hope so. Yeah. How are you going to find him? Well, that is the tricky part. <laughs> because there's a lot of hostages here, and we don't really know. Any of them could be Ains. We don't even know if it's a man or not. But there is one way of finding out. Just so happens, President Ames, President Ames, defense minister, I don't know what the fuck he is. Just call him Richard. Richard Ames. Dick Ames has a pacemaker. Um, so if we could hear their heartbeat, we hear the beeping sound, which I don't even know if that's true or not. I, I'm sure Kojima researched it. Yeah. Um, and we could hear it. We could tell who it is. So our first order of business is to find a, what are they called? A, a directional microphone? Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Looks like a gun with three points on it, something like that. Yeah. If we can find a directional microphone, we'll be able to hear people's heartbeats. We can recognize Ames and ask him for help. So that's what we'll need to do. And we're going to do that on the next episode of Phoenix Down. That's where we're stopping. So, five hours into this game, and I've fought two bosses. What'd you expect? I don't know. There was a shit ton more boss fights in uh, Metal Gear 1. Not really. Seemed like it to me. Eh. I mean, by this time, I'd already fought Ocelot, a tank. Sniper Wolf, maybe? I don't know. For the first time? Oh no. 
Mantis is first. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Anyway, it, it, it's it's weird. So going back to it, so so this is the first that like as far as Metal Gear goes, playing a full fledged Metal Gear. This is the last one I actually played because when I bought the HD collection, I I I in two thousand eleven, I booted up Metal Gear Solid two first. So um, I have played through this game relatively recently, four years ago. So, it, I mean, it, this one is the most fresh one in my mind. And uh, going back to it, it's Metal Gear 2. Yeah, yeah no. it gets Metal Gear 2 more later. Yeah. So, um, any thoughts, Matt, so far? Well, this is like the opposite for me. This is the one that has been the longest since I've played. Yeah. Uh, because I've gone, like, I, I, I've played through three, obviously more recently because it came out more recently, but I've also gone back to play bits and pieces of that and one, and then since then also played four and the PSP versions. Uh-huh. So this is the one I, it's probably been the longest since I've touched. And, uh, it's, it's pretty much how I remember. It looks way better than I expected in this HD version, but it plays real well. And you're right, it hasn't really gotten into the the more ridiculous aspects of Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. So as for the first half, it's, it's pretty much all the parts that I remember the most because I did play the tanker mission a few times, and I've and so far I haven't gotten to anything that I really had forgotten or surprises me. But I also don't really remember exactly what happened to, for the rest of it. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy going back to it. I'm excited to see what the second half looks like. Yeah. Or second two-thirds, however we break it up. Yeah. And can our... I mean, I already know your thoughts on it. <laughs> it's... it's uh, you don't have this one as memorized as the other ones, though. No, I don't. Um, and it gets that way the further down the line, because, you know, I, I got older, didn't have enough time to play through them 600 times. But Yeah. For some reason, this one is like the most memorable but at the same time it's my least favorite it is i mean that that it's weird because i i've talked to multiple people on twitter um and a few of them listening to this who said that they fucking this is their favorite metal gear yeah it's not mine i just i i that's totally a valid point and it's totally a valid reason and i understand that i just i don't see it for me like i just I could not stand Raiden. I still don't like him in this game. I like him not in this game. Yeah, I mean he. he I don't want. I don't want to yeah, go yeah. into that just in case. So I mean, obviously, there's another game with him in it. Yeah, there's, that's there's, outside of Solid. Yeah, I mean, there's there's. I mean, anybody who has followed Metal Gear, I know Jamie hasn't played them before, but I'm sure she's seen covers of other Metal Gear games before, Raiden has some significant changes a little bit later on. You see that in 4. You see that in 4, but you see it a lot in another Metal Gear game that has nothing to do with Metal Gear. (laughs) No. The story in that game is really stupid, but it has nothing to do with these games. But that game's pretty awesome. 
That game is awesome. That game is fucking that. awesome. You can play that game. <laughs> I'll take an HD remake of that game. I'll, I, that. I'll just play it again. Fuck it. Yeah, I know. It's like, to go put it, the, the HD remakes, more or less, for me, are just another excuse to play through them. Yeah. I don't necessarily need them to be there, but it gives me an excuse. Well, I'll be I'll be fully honest with you, and I, I know I mentioned to you on uh, in our emails that we talked to, but I had never finished Peace Walker. Like, I, I've never actually beat that game. So when we when we get to Peace Walker, I'll be doing that kind of fresh. I got about halfway through it. it, it my problem with Peace Walker is that it gets too much into the collecting people stuff, which it's neat at first, but that's, after a while. That's, that's what that's what kept me from finishing it because I was so addicted to collecting people. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it gets really old really fast. Yeah, it kind of does. Um, it, the, for some reason, the collecting people in Peace Walker – Totally reminds me of Grand Theft Auto, the Chinatown Wars, and it was the whole drug dealing mini game thing. Yeah, I became so addicted to the drug dealing in Chinatown Wars. I didn't even play Chinatown Wars that much. I just did the drug dealing. I did finally beat that game. Which, by the way, anybody who hasn't played Chinatown Wars, holy shit, that's one of the better Grand Theft Auto games. It's fucking fantastic. So, anyway. That's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, okay. But I, I I love Chinatown Wars. I'd love to see a sequel to that 3DS. Yeah, that ain't coming. I know. I totally play that though. But um, so uh, yeah, that's that's it for Metal Gear Solid Two. Probably gonna do three episodes of this. Yeah, you're gonna have to take a break in between. Why is that? Because I'm gonna be out of town. Oh right, forgot about that. I want to throw out an intermission or something. Yeah, I'm going to be out that week, so I, I'll be gone Monday through Saturday, so I, I won't be on. That's not this week, but next week. And then, uh, Yes, the okay. week of the 30th. Gotcha. So we can do next week, but then we'll have to wait a week for the conclusion, yes. the exciting conclusion. Um, well, that's fine. I'm sure me and Matt could, could pump out, talk about the Flash or something. I will wait to explain Dead Cell and everything until the end. Okay. I mean, I gave you that the other three people that were in it, and it's also was started by somebody else. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll um, we'll get more into that next week, and uh, finally start seeing. We, we finally get to see the uh, the the main villain. Yes, that's very soon. Yes. Um. Well, uh, we get to see uh, the main villain and. And a few other things have a couple more boss fights. I know there's two boss fights coming that 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 are relatively close to each other. Yes. Um. So we'll uh we'll get into that. But there is an email, and I want to read off this email. I know it's just getting a little late, but I do want to read it off. It's from Jamie. Jamie is our resident. Haven't played Metal Gear, but I'm playing it all with you guys. And it's so fascinating to to read these emails. And Jamie's always worried that she sends long emails. Send longer ones. I love reading these. It says, uh, hi, guys. Okay, so this is more like it. From the start, I'm digging the game. I like the cinematic opening sequence and love the updated look. It's everything from Metal Gear Solid 1, but better. I still can't shoot anything without going into first-person mode. Don't worry about that. Uh, I said, but you're meant to sneak around anyway, so it's no big deal. I like the controls. I like that the controls are almost all the same, just slightly better. 
I don't really have any theories at this point. It seems like Ocelot is involved somehow, but I think it's too simple to assume he's just there to get Metal Gear. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's one of the first shots. He's in one of the first shots and says, our guy's on board. So maybe he is after Snake or wants Snake to do his work for him. Wow, you are a fucking detective. I'm not 100% sure uh, if it's an ambush either. I think I need a bit more storyline to go on since I've only just passed the first boss fight. Speaking of which, I found that fight to be pretty simple. In uh, in Metal Gear Solid 1, I died multiple times before I would finally figure out the trick to it, but Olga was super easy. I beat her first try and went through one ration, I think. She's supposed to be easy. Yeah. The, the tanker level is almost a tutorial. It is. The whole thing's a tutorial. Yeah. Saying this is what you're going to experience in the big shell. Yep. Uh, so here, Otacon seems like he's less hokey in this version. He is. Until. Oh, God. <laughs> See, that was the thing. I was like, oh, I don't have too much longer in this game. Then I realized that whole other fucking part. Yeah, the, the swimming. Swimming. Yeah. Fuck this. Okay, can't wait for that. Uh, Otacon seems like he's less hokey in this version, which is great, but I wish the guy would give me important information instead of all the stupid quotes when I save. It would have been useful to know that I could search bodies, for instance. I also managed to get away, get all the way past the engine room and to the hallway where you have to shoot out the explosives before I got to Olga. I did the same thing because, holy shit, I don't remember this. Um... So I couldn't figure out where to find the gun. Then I realized I could search bodies, still no gun. I had to Google that one to find out I had missed one hallway, uh, the one that leads to Olga. I'd also run out of ammo and rations by then since I hadn't been searching bodies. I ended up backtracking and, of course, all the guys wake back up, even though Otacon says in the beginning that they should be sleeping for quote-unquote hours. <laughs> So little help from Otacon would have been welcome at that point. Anyways, I'm really enjoying it. It's nice to see that going back to older games can be as enjoyable as the newfangled PS4 games. Thank you very much, Jamie. Also, just quick note, did anybody find the ghost? You talking about where you take a picture at the screen? Yeah, in the, yeah. In the tanker. Yeah. There's a, there's a trophy for it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. There's a ghost in the tanker level. But if you use the camera to take a picture of uh, the screen, uh, you, you know, like uh, when you're at where the Marines are and uh, you take a picture of uh, the screen where the, the Marines are watching the commander, there's a ghost that appears in the picture. And oh. that that ghost is Hideo Kojima. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's basically just a picture of him. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. Uh, any other emails? Uh, you can send them to drew at ztgd.com. I know there's some listeners out there who love this fucking game, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. I want to hear your theories on it. Now, if they do get into spoiler territory, we will save them for the final episode. But uh, I want to hear everybody's. Jamie, if you if you start playing more and you don't, you, what the fuck is going on? I want to hear your theories on it. I want to hear everybody's theories on this game, even if it's 
what really happens in this game because that that is a, that is a question that is brought up a lot of times there's there's people still argue that people still argue that i have read personally read fucking i'm talking like fucking notes the 50 pages long somebody wrote somebody has wrote almost a book on this shit on what yeah. actually happens in metal gear solid 2 there's it, this crazy we're going to get into it but that's going to happen in you know a few weeks uh, you can all follow us on Twitter. I'm at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. Ken is at ZTGD. And you can also follow the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, we post every new episode up on Fridays. Uh, I try to stay a little more active with the, uh, with the Twitter account for the Phoenix Down, you know, just to throw a few things out there. So if you, if you, Tweet to the Phoenix Down one. I will make sure to respond. So, um, but if you have any questions or comments on Metal Gear Solid Two or any other game that we're we play in the series, uh, just uh, let me know. Uh, other than that, I think that's pretty much it. I do appreciate everybody listening, and uh, appreciate all your emails and all your feedback. But until next week, I am Drew, and I'm Matt, and I'm Ken. And we're out of here. Hope you guys have a great week, and we'll catch you next week with the continuation of Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty.